What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Today is Friday. It's Friday, Woo! March 11th, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup. Lemon ginger tea today. Took the recommendations from yesterday. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad at all. Good morning, Mark. Thank you. I, and good morning, Jenny. Good morning to all of you, whether you're watching live later, listening, or something else. Thanks for being here. Well, starting to catch up on my work. It's it's not quite as bad in, in Jeremy's email inbox as it was. But it's and it should get better today. I'll catch up next week. But man, there's just so much going on. Oh, you guys. So much work. So much work. Had acupuncture yesterday. I went to the bank. I went to the gym. I went to the grocery store. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Dennis. Um, I just I was just working. Just working, working, doing some more working. Guess what I'm gonna do today? The same thing. I'm looking forward to this weekend. You know. I intentionally didn't come back from vacation on a Sunday. You ever do that? Take a week or more off and then you come back on Sunday and you have like, I don't know, four hours of being awake to prepare for that transition into the work week is brutal. I had a day. Probably needed more than that. But at the same time, I, I don't think I would have taken more than that. So, so you know, I... I I look at my standards for getting work done and responding to people and everything. And I realize they're far beyond what most people do. It used to be if I don't respond to you in 48 hours, then you got to write me again. Now it's, I'll write you back eventually. Although there are some emails that come in. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to reply to this. This is, I don't want to talk to this person. (laughs) It doesn't happen very often. But usually they're writing in and uh, they're complaining about something in a non-productive way. And they're not someone that matters. You know, not someone I already have a a friendship with or a professional relationship with. Those people, sometimes I delete their emails. Like, rare, but it happens. Good morning, Stacy and Nathan and Kelly and Daniel and Frank. Look at everybody here. Daniel says that transition from vacation back to work is brutal. I was looking at a job the other day, Sunday shift, 4 to midnight. Monday shift starts at 5.30 a.m. Ugh, how, how, how can they do that? It's like the worst possible split shift. You're going to work two eight hours eight hour days in 24 that's that's it's not even 24 it's considerably less that's gross i assume the pay was good because it would have to be <laughs> ray says come on computer i need you to respond so i can click things there we go
Come on, you can do it. Ray says, 48 hours, slacker. I expect an immediate response 24-7. You know, I almost never do that. If You know, you get trapped into those email conversations that are happening almost in real time. Somebody emails you, you email them back, and they email you right back. This is why I use Gmail, and this is why the schedule send is brilliant. If I know the other person's on the other end and I don't want to get trapped in that, I schedule it to be sent later so that I don't have to deal with it. Schedule send and snooze are two of the best features in Gmail. If you don't use them, check them out. Oh, Daniel says that job was minimum wage. You've got five and a half hours to get home, eat, sleep, eat, get back to work for minimum wage. Yeah, I don't I think they're going to have a hard time filling that. Dennis is asking how Frank is feeling after being ill earlier in the week. <laughs> Kelly says, Ray, oh, I'm sure he could respond. He might not like the answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I, I thought I was going to put up a vacation responder, an autoresponder while I was away, and I didn't because I found that the majority of the email that comes in comes from very a very small group of people and i let all of them know hey i'm gonna be on vacation if it's critical i'll deal with it if it's not let it wait and there was almost nothing that came through i i, I think i did 15 or 20 minutes of actual work billable work while i was on vacation i did multiple times per day go through and delete email because the spam load that i get right now is absolutely insane uh, 24 hours, I will have well over 100 spam emails. Something in the last month has changed, and I'm getting way more spam, and it really sucks. Not a fan of the spam. How was your Thursday? What did you do? Anybody do anything fun and exciting or shareable? Let me know in the chat. What did you do? Uh, today? What's today? So I got a call with a client. A meeting, another meeting, then I have another meeting. What's it? So what's that, like four meetings? But they're not short ones. These are these are longer meetings. And it's going to take almost the whole day, but I'll do a bunch of email in between. Let's see where that takes me. Takes me to the weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> Brian says, happy Friday. Good morning, Andy. Oh, I got a sneeze. There's a sneeze coming. Hold on. Where is it? And now it's gone. Frank says, I used to work 4 to 12 at the grocery store. Sometimes they would make the front desk person work 4 to 12. And then 6 to 2 the next day. Uh, that's not okay. Kelly agrees. Yes, spam is awful. Frank is feeling better. That's, a, that's good. Daniel says, spam is okay sliced and fried with egg and bacon. Jenny did laundry, walked around the apartment with Lil, her daughter, three times, and then had class last night. Kelly says, I got to chat with you. Yes, um, Kelly, Craig, and Mark are part of the School Owners Mastermind that we run uh, for Patreon contributors. That was a great call yesterday. 
Brian's asking if I got a chance to watch stuff he emailed me. Nope, not yet. Jenny says, don't forget the potatoes. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, I do have two things to share with you guys. Uh, Ray said, when I worked in corrections, it was nothing to do with eight or 16 hour shift start to walk out the door only to have the supervisor say, someone called out sick. You're on for another eight. Ugh. I don't think I can handle that. So the first thing is I started tapping the maple trees yesterday. I've got two maples out front. One of them is always very productive. The other will usually give me about a quarter cup and then just stop. So I tried it in a completely different spot. And you're supposed to work around. You're supposed to do different spots anyway. But fingers crossed, this is what, the third year I'm doing this? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we know how long the pandemic is. How many times has Jeremy done maple trees? Um, but the other one is, is incredibly productive and more than makes up for it. I pulled close to a gallon off of sap off those two trees. And I didn't tap them until... And that was in, in maybe seven hours. Utterly insane what this one tree puts out. And so I boiled it just to kill everything off and threw it in a pot in the fridge. I'm making maple syrup again. I still have a little bit left last year. It's incredibly energy intensive. If you've ever wondered why maple syrup is so expensive, it has nothing to do with sap. It has to do with the energy. To cook that off takes a lot of time. The average tree is somewhere between 2 and 3% maple sugar. In, in middle school, we did a project where we tested the sugar it was really cool. And my partner and I, is that Brian? We managed to find a tree that was close to 8% sugar. It was ridiculous. It was so far off the charts. And you could just, you could taste it. Normally, um, if you drink maple sap, which you can, it's perfectly fine. Um, there's a tiny bit of flavor, but this was like, oh, this is like a maple water. Pretty good. Brian says 40 to 80 gallons of sap for one gallon. Yep. I would say that's a little bit on the, um, conservative side. <laughs> Daniel says tapping maple trees. Sometimes I'm reminded of how I'm reminded how we live worlds apart. We sure do. Uh, here's the other thing. So when we go back, uh, remember January 3rd, we released the Dan Millman episode and I talked about that episode and what that meant to me. And I've shared a little bit of how I became acquainted with his work. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that story, very short version, sophomore year of college, girl moves into the dorm, she's cute. We start talking, she's like, you gotta read this book. So I did. A very short time later, like less than a month, she's gone from school. And if I remember correctly, I didn't end up giving her her copy of the book back. I'm not sure on that part. But since recording that episode, I've been thinking about her. Didn't remember her last name. Knew almost nothing about her. Have vague memories of what she looks like. But then over the last couple of weeks, I remembered there was a rumor that one of the area coordinators, you know, one of the staff that kind of looked over all the students, think of it like a, like an RA, but next step up, 
and not a student, that one of the area coordinators was her cousin. I haven't talked to that person in close to 20 years. So I, the other day, Wednesday night, I just said, let's go, let's, let's shoot for the moon. Uh, I knew she had gotten married. And, and so I plugged in what I remembered her name to be, found her, friended her. She said yes. Pretty quickly, I wrote her a message. And I said, hey, so lived next to Alicia for a short time, sophomore year. She left. I'm trying to track her down. And I vaguely remember people talking about how you she was your cousin. Can you put me in touch with her? She writes back, why do you want to talk to her? And I was like, so here's the story. So I gave her a very condensed version. And it took her about, like, it took her minutes to, like, she'd start, you know, on Facebook Messenger, people start typing and you can see that they're typing. And then she'd delete it or, or, or not type for a while. And it took her minutes. And she finally just wrote, wow, that's quite a story. And the gist was, I want to, I want to connect with Alicia and just say thank you. That that book, that her in that very short period of time, did something that set me on on a path that changed my life completely. And the completion of this circle, getting to connect with Dan Millman, um, and I'm I'm currently making plans to go visit him in New York at his invitation. Uh, is it, just blowing my mind, and I, I really want to thank her for that because we don't. It's, it's so rare that we do a small, nice, I'm sure this was not a big deal to her, but she did something kind and it literally changed my life. And I can't imagine that that wouldn't make her feel good. So I, I want, I want to thank her. I want her to know this. Um, so Shelly and I traded some messages and, and she said, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to her. I'll, I'll see what I can do to connect you to. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Daniel says, don't mention energy right now. UK energy bills are out of control. People seeing rises from 200 pound a month to 750 pound a month. And petrol is hitting two pounds per liter. Um, it's happening everywhere. And all right. So I, I had considered whether or not to say this, but I'm going to say this because we have a fairly small group. It's not going to get better soon. Okay. Um, I went to the grocery store last night. I spent more than I've spent at the grocery store in one go in a very long time. Why? Because food's not going to get cheaper anytime soon. It's going to get more expensive. So if you have the ability to buy some extra, it will save you money. And I would suggest you doing that. Just throwing that out there. Uh, gas here is up about a dollar a gallon from what it was not too long ago, end of last year, I think. Stacy says, Millman would love that story. Millman heard that story. When we closed the episode, that was, I, I, I told him, I said, I really would like to share with you my story. And um, Stacy, I think I gave you access that because those of you who may not remember Stacy had act Stacy is the one that made that episode happen I believe 
I gave you access. And if you want to listen, if you still have access, you can still listen at the end. I, as after we closed the episode, I gave him the full version of the story and he just kind of went, wow. <laughs> Cause there's so much more to the story. Jenny says, not only is it not getting better anytime soon, it's getting worse before it gets better. And that's true. Mel says, saw in national news last night, gas in California is $5.39 per gallon. Ah, Stacy, yes, I understand that. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the one thing we're not going to do if this if these sorts of subjects come up is we're, we're not going to talk about the why we're not gonna, we, we all we all know roughly the same things we're not going to unpack them publicly i do not want the show to turn into anything of that i have opinions you have opinions that's not what the show is for the show is is meant to be one of the rare things out there that brings us together so we don't daniel says just just so we all know, two dollars a liter converts to around two pounds per liter converts to around ten fifty per gallon. Well, it's a good thing you guys have those really little cars that get very good mileage, and you don't have to go very far. Yeah. Yep. Motorcycle might come out a little sooner than than later. Driving around in a snowmobile suit. Wow. Dennis says, one of our fellow Superfoot black belts reported $7.31 per gallon in Beverly Hills on Wednesday. That's crazy. Um, it will not surprise me if we hit $8, $9 a gallon. Now, here's the other side of that. I understand that it's stressful. I understand it costs more money. But the price increases we have had so far, when people really break down what it costs extra per tank, it's really not that much. Over the last, let's say, you know, obviously, you know, $7, that starts to get pretty significant. But people around here are complaining about 50 cents a gallon. Okay. How big is your gas tank? For most people, that's an extra 6 or $8 the people that I see complaining about spending an extra six or $8 per week are the same people I spend. I see spending money on dumb stuff that they could easily let go of their quality of life would not change and it would cover the increase. And I will put a hard stop on the statement there. Okay. Uh, it's Fridays, which means we got jokes. Frank gave us jokes, as one would expect. Thank you to Frank. And I think we've got some in the Facebook group that I will read after. Uh, the jokes for Fun Day Friday. March is National Craft Month. I've started a business crafting small figurines of Muhammad. It's making little profits. An old man runs an herbal restaurant. Some say he's the best in his craft. I'm sure. He was an old timer. That one you kind of got to see. I got a job crafting toy models of the dwarves from Snow White. The pay sucks, 
but I'm not lying when I tell people I make seven figures. How do Romans make arts and crafts with Caesars and glue sticks? I don't get that reference. Oh, scissors, Caesars with Caesars. Caesars. It's far, it's hard for artists to live off their craft. Sooner or later, they run out of Monet. What do you call the reception area for the advocacy group that represents a major craft store chain? The Hobby Lobby Lobby Lobby. <laughs> I like that one. That was fun. I try to commit some of these to memory and it doesn't work well, but that one might stick. A knight was complimenting a blacksmith on his armor crafting skills. The blacksmith responded, it is my strong suit. What book did the puppet read to get better at his craft? Ventriloquism or dummies? I knew I was an adult when my sister-in-law asked me to supervise my nephew while he was using scissors for a craft project. I knew I wasn't an adult when he stabbed himself in the eye and I passed out. <laughs> it, it turned so dark. I didn't expect it to go there. Oh, Craig, you're right. Nice. Oh, all right. Um, I'm switching over here. All right. Um, where those other jokes go? Facebook, close this. Um, oh, Dennis dropped a Chuck Norris meme, and it's got a solid visual. So we're going to share it. I like it. Come on. So Mel, Mel is dropping the like the one joke that stays in my head in, in the chat. What is What do you call fish in a bow tie? Sophisticated. Stop sharing. Share again. Share, 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 share Facebook. There we go. Chuck Norris shot nine under par while shooting pool. That's good stuff. I like it. Uh, you got it. Everybody. I, I haven't seen this many laughing emojis in a while. Yeah, Frank says, you can see what a visual element there is to some of these jokes. Absolutely, like the Moday one. Like, you, you got to see some of these. Jenny says, Frank, you are amazing. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, Brian, remind me of the miso soup one. That was the one that had me dying, but I don't remember it. See, I don't remember these jokes. I do, my brain does not work well on that. Some people can hear a joke, read a joke. I think Frank's one of them, and, and it internalizes very easily. That's not my brain. 
I'd like it to be. Four more T. Uh, where are we going here? We're doing this. All right, and we've also got a little bit of content to talk about. Frank shared something kind of interesting, and I'm going to read it to you. Oh, where's the setup on this? Um, close that. Nope, this. Okay. At some point, we, I got to do this. Maybe I have to get a. I don't want to use that computer for this. Tap, 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 tap. Come on. Here we go. All right. Uh, this Friday, I thought I would do this. Is coming from Frank. I thought I would do something a little different. I came across an interesting story from a Ukrainian website. I think it is a notable example of improvised weaponry. This is part of an article roughly translated by Google from life.liga.net. It was dusk. The sun had not yet risen. Elena was sitting on the balcony and smoking. I see that something is floating slowly. At first, I thought the crow was beaten, and then I heard a buzzing. She had never seen a drone up close before. However, hearing the sound, she realized in front of her is definitely not a bird. There would be something more appropriate in the apartment to launch into an enemy device, the woman says. But at that moment, she thought that by the time she ran into the room and returned, she would lose time. The drone might disappear. Instead, canned jars stood under her chair. So Elena grabbed a jar and launched with all her might, probably out of fear, because I was scared. And what if they start firing at me from there? What a pity for those tomatoes. I don't know where the fables about cucumbers came from. <laughs> this translation's hysterical, but I think we all get the point. Then she and her husband walked around the house, trampled the remains of the drone, and scattered the wreckage in various garbage cans. Because I do not understand this electronics, maybe it writes tracks. Photos of broken containers with pickles are also spreading on the internet, as if to confirm the legend. Elena calls the pictures fake, but she didn't take photos of her broken jar with tomatoes. It's not the time to take photos. A day later, Elena talked to her ex-husband, who lives nearby. He said he saw another drone. I asked what he did. He said, nothing. I closed the curtains. They say, and what will I do? Well done, I tell him, recalls the woman. According to Elena, the drone was launched by looters who are looking for apartments without owners. They have already gone to our entrance. A neighbor noticed suspicious young men, and when she began to ask loudly who they were and where they came from, they quickly fled. Do not underestimate the value of something unconventional. In this case, a jar of tomatoes. I think quite often, and this applies to self-defense situations, applies to most situations. We are, we get trapped in what seems to be sensible, what seems to be logical. We're fearful what others will say. I was once driving and saw, um, they're too far away for me to call them a neighbor, but they're a few miles away, uh, chasing a cow off her property with a broom. Now, if you went to any cattle rancher and said, you know, what, what is the appropriate tool with which to prod a cow? None of them will say a broom. But in this case, a broom was effective. And based on the confidence, this was not the first time. I said, I had to wait. Anyway, I had to wait 
for the cow. And I rolled down my window. I said, you've done this before. She said, oh, yes. The improvised weapon worked well. Improvisation is an incredibly valuable thing. When we talk about self-defense, we talk about people freezing up, panicking, not being able to be aware of what's around them, what they have available to them. We've played this game. We used to play this game on Whistle Kick Live. What's the closest thing? Okay, so I've got a kitchen towel. What am I going to do with this? I can snap it in someone's eyes as a distraction. Would I rather have just about anything else? Yes, but would I rather not have it? No. Jars made of hope. Kelly says we need to write a whistle kick joke book. And Jenny says, Frank writes it, I'll publish it. I agree. We would need Frank on that one. I'm just, I'm imagining throwing a jar at a drone. I have a little drone. I haven't used it in like a year and a half. The wind, it's very small. The wind catches it. Good tea. Good recommendation, everyone. Well, I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you are not put in a situation where you have to throw jars at drones. But if you do, may may your glass breakage be minimal. I hope you do good things and happy things and have an enjoyable Friday. And I hope the jokes and the story and the conversation set you on the right on the right path for a good weekend. Leave me stuff to talk about for Monday. If you want to leave things for me to talk about, easiest thing to do, leave them on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash first cup with Jeremy. If you don't do Facebook, email me, Jeremy at whistlekick.com. If you want to support us, three main ways. Pick something up at whistlekick.com with the code FIRSTCUP15. Join the Patreon. Uh, we've got an episode that I recorded a different intro and outro for yesterday. I did get my intros and outros done. Excuse me. Uh, because we're releasing it in video on Patreon. It'll be audio only on the feed. Okay. Uh, of course, you've got whistlekick.com slash family. Did I have to update that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday or Wednesday. I don't remember. Time is blurry. But there are some updates to the family page. And don't forget, we do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Uh, those of you international, the time may shift an hour because we have daylight savings on, month, on Sunday. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to do to your timetable. But I'll be here. Come on. Come on. Kelly says, I got the Flex and Force programs yesterday. I saw that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let me know if you have any questions or any if there's anything I can do to help. Everybody do your thing. Be well. See you on Monday. Take care. <laughs>